today, welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I'm your host, Reese, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dylan. How's it going, guys? Yeah, and we're actually in the same room. This is a special occasion. It's this a is... very special occasion. This is the first time we've been in the same place together in 20 months, roughly. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> 21, <laughs> if so. you want to say the same room, because it's the last time we were indoors together. Uh, at least, yeah. I don't it know. was. It would have been your birthday last year. Oh, true. Well, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Very special episode and uh, a special start to season two, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Weird one week break between seasons. But yeah, so in this episode, we're going to be previewing all of the Eastern Conference teams. And in the next episode, which will come out tomorrow, we'll be previewing all the Western Conference teams before the start of the season. So let's just jump into it because this is going to take a while uh, with the Cavs. Dylan, do you want to break down the roster? So the Cavs have got a few... Interesting young players mixed in with some vets here. They've got the young guards in Garland and Sexton, a uh, young Ford in Okoro, who they drafted this year. But they've also got guys like Kevin Love, Andre Drummond, uh, Larry Nance is getting up there. JaVale McGee is randomly on this roster. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a weird mix of you know old and new, which you would think would be good for a rebuild. But honestly, I don't think it's going to be a, a great season for the Cavs. I mean... Yeah, one of the big questions is what do they do with their their older guys in Drummond and Love especially. I yeah. Mean, both of these guys I'd imagine are going to be on the trading block. Drummond's um, on an expiring deal especially. Yeah, well. cuz he didn't grab that extension. Um, yeah. so I mean, yeah, I think it's going to be a strange season for for the Cavs. But mostly I don't know how much development's going to go on when they're trying to get rid of their, you know, boost up the stats for their older guys and make them more valuable in the trade. Yeah, I didn't think about that, actually. And, you know, we saw Kevin Love get very frustrated at times last season. I think he definitely wants out. Drummond, I mean, Drummond, it would be almost impossible not to get a profit off of, you know, what his original yeah. trade was. Um, you know, if they get a first-rounder for Drummond, great, you've actually done something there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird in in that, like, how do they balance this? How do they balance, especially they're, like, really... Like, they're actually good players in Sexton. I think Sexton's, like, going to have a really good year. But he needs to, you know, have the space yeah. and the time. And Kevin Love might not enjoy that if he's in here. And Kevin Love's still got another two years on his deal after this Something year, I think. massive, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to have to trade him. And they're probably going to have to package one of the young guys with him. Yeah, well, that's that, that's my... We're doing, you know, a prediction each here for these teams. Uh, my prediction is that they actually package Sexton with Love. Because I don't think they're going to get a, as much for love as they'd hoped for. And they've already got young guards there in Garland and even Exum, who's you know not young anymore, but still a guy. Um, I don't see a Garland-Sexton backcourt working. And I think it's sort of a waste of either one of their talents to bring them off the bench. And I think Sexton's the guy that you could get the most for right now. I mean, he's already a 20-point scorer. Yeah. Um, I think if you package him with love, just because Sexton's on a short, already on a cheap deal, just on his rookie deal, you could probably get a lot more value back um, for love. Well, what are you what are you looking for there? Are you looking for a star to kind of speed up the re- rebuild, or just a couple more young guys? Mm-hmm. I th- yeah, I think you'd want young guys uh, back. You'd want to give Garland some time with the ball in his hands without Sexton to try and give him some reps at the point guard position. And you've only just drafted a Coro. Kevin Porter Jr. is only in his second year. Yeah, you've still got young guys that you need to develop first. So I think jumping into a star, which you probably wouldn't get for Sexton and Love anyway, you know, I think it's better going for another young guy. 
even, I mean, I, I would think maybe even like a deal with, say, the Nets, get some of their kind of nice, younger, like 25, 26-year-old nice pieces there. Like, in a sense, that speeds up the rebuild. They won't be there when they're back in contention, whenever that is, but they will actually help speed up the rebuild, make them a winning team, because that's what they said. They wanted to focus on being a winning team this year. It's not going to happen. They're going to be really bad. But, yeah. you know, if if they do trade Love and Sexton, maybe they could get like a Torian Prince or Jared Allen sort of thing. And, you know, you would take that as a way to speed up the rebuild. Yeah, I think definitely that, uh, that sort of package would be pretty enticing for the Cavs, I think, getting off Love's money. Yeah. Um, as for my prediction, I mean, similar to yours, it's that um, there's going to be five trade predictions uh, about Love before the trade deadline. Um so leading up in the previous few weeks, we're going to hear him link to a bunch of different teams. I'm going to say the Nets are going to be one. I'm going to say the Nuggets might be one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who else, but yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> sure Portland might throw their hat in. Portland, yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see even like the Celtics, maybe. Yeah. Even the Hawks kind of makes sense at the moment. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bunch of teams. I think Love's going to get more and more interest as as the season goes on for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Hawks. By the way, for my predictions, all of the all of them but that one are going to involve stats. Yeah. So just to make the stats stuff, I just wanted to do that one because um, I couldn't think of anything better. But um, yeah, let's move on to the Hawks here. A team that's actually gotten quite a bit better this offseason with some nice um, some nice signings there. It's, it's weird seeing the Hawks doing like really well in free agency, but they did really well in free agency. Really well, yeah. So obviously they've still got uh, Trey Young, uh, John Collins, uh, Clint Capella, but they also drafted Okongwu. They um, signed Rondo, Dunn, uh, Gallo, who else? Uh, Bogdanovich. yeah. So they they made some really, really nice signings there. I think they're going to be a lot better. They're going to be... I think they're going to be in the in the race for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, we'll get to our, pre- our predictions for standings uh, a bit later on, but yeah, I think they're going to be in the hunt. Um, they've got... Really solid guys at every position. Um, they've got great guards. I mean, between Young, Bogdanovich, Rondo, Dunn, and Kevin Herter, that's a great guard lineup. Oh, yeah. That's probably too many guards, honestly. Too much quality there. Yeah. Um, it's a good problem to have, though. A good problem to have, that's for sure. Something that the Hawks could desper- desperately need. Um, yeah, even their forwards. they got Gallo, Collins, uh, DeAndre Hunter, who I think is going to ma- have a big season. Cam Reddish is still a bit of a project, but, you know, showed some flashes last year. Yep. And then, yeah, the real question with them is how they how they work with those big guys yep. between Collins, Okongwu, and Clint Capella. And not uh, to mention Gallo's also a four. Gallo yeah, Gallo's not a four going now. a three. He's yeah. not a three now, yeah. But I'd imagine we'll see him at three a fair bit, honestly. But, um, yeah, that's the big question for these Hawks is what do they do with those three guys? I mean, I guess you can start Collins and Capella, but then sort of you just you just drafted the Kongwu. Like if you didn't want, you know, if your plan is to do that, why would you draft a star, potentially a star big man? Um, he could do a lot for you. Um, so that was a, that's a weird pick if they're keeping these three together. But yeah, that's, that's the big question for the Hawks, I think this year. I mean, I could see, I can see Collins and um, Capella playing together. On like Collins is enough of a stretch for that he can play very well with Capella and like you see it like no matter how high a guy gets drafted if he's not in the top three he often won't start he usually will be a six man and like even when he plays really well you saw with Tyler Hero still coming off the bench still probably going to come off the bench we'll get to the heat later but you know you get these nice young guys I think it's okay to bring them off the bench for you I don't think this is a problem that they have to solve this year it would help if they did yeah. but they don't have to do it. 
no, that's true. They've got they've got time because he's so young. But yeah, just weird drafting for a guy that you project in the future is going to be your starting center. Yeah, uh, in a Conway. But um, yeah. So like again, that's that problem of too much talent for the Hawks. Yeah, pretty much at every position, they're really deep uh, this year. So. I mean, It'll be interesting to see how they figure it out. Yeah, they're deep offensively, defensively, defensively. They could a have few some holes. struggles. I mean, they've got Chris Dunn. I really like Chris Dunn. Um, yeah, for, for how he plays, Capella's not bad. Um, but a lot of DeAndre Hunter's a, a good defender. At yeah. least projects to be one. Reddish might be, probably not. But uh, yeah, Collins is serviceable. Capella's yeah. good. So yeah, they're not you know, going to be a top five defense or anything no. like that, but they don't, th- I don't think they'll be bottom 10 either. Potentially. No. I mean, I really, it does depend on whether Trey young, cause I think, that you know, people problem. are going to attack Trey young, no matter what, they're going to attack Trey young and you can't not play him yeah. as your best offensive player, as your number one guy. So he needs to either get a more serviceable defense or I don't know what happens. Yeah. I, I might walk back that, Bottom ten prediction actually because at the at the yeah at the head of your defense is Trey Young and he's an absolute sieve he's yes. the worst defender in the league and you know physically there's not much he can do about that but also mentally and locking in there's a lot he can work on because he just doesn't really try I yeah mean, hopefully not having to do so much on offense and having more serviceable defenders behind him helps him out a bit um, but that's why I love the Don learning. Yeah, uh, even Rondo in the playoffs and hopefully Hunter comes along and Capella's there now who they haven't had a real... You know, Collins, I think he's best played at centre, but he's not a real defensive centre like Capella is. Um, so there's some guys behind Trey now, but still he needs to get a lot better being the head of that defence at the point guard position. Yeah. All right, so what about your prediction? Um, I think Bogey's going to make the Bucks sad, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be really, really good for the Hawks, I think. He's going to give... He's going to allow Trey to play off ball a bit. Um, run off some screens and stuff like that. Yeah. But he can also be a spot-up shooter. Yeah, he can make his own shot. Uh, smaller prediction, I think Hunter's going to be really good this year. Um, we're going to see him be a 3 and D guy and a defensive guy. Um, but yeah, those are, my, those are my predictions for the Hawks. For I me, I mean, in part because of Bogey, but also because of Gallo especially, I think Trey Young's going to go from about 9 assists to a game to 11. Um, I know that's a very high number. That's a big jump. Um, I just think he can do it. I think a big reason why he wouldn't have been getting 10 assists per game last year is because people were struggling to hit shots and people were struggling offensively. He doesn't have those problems so much with, especially Bogey and Gallo, like I just said. I feel like he could have a nice pick and roll game with Capella. Yep. I, I I think he jumps up quite a bit. I know that's a big jump. Not many guys have ever really averaged 11 assists, especially yeah. in the past 10 years or so. It's what, probably like Chris Paul. I think that. Harden did it once, one year too. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. That one year guard. he played point guard. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Yeah, the only thing that I think that's a fair prediction. He's definitely got guys now, and he's not the only guy that can, you know, hit a shot out there. So defenses aren't going to crowd him as hard. But um, I think uh, the only thing that makes me think about that is he might be playing a bit more off ball this year. They've got some actual guys who can handle the ball at the guards. Um, so the ball might be out of his hands a little bit more. But I think no, that's a fair prediction. Eleven assists. That'll be pretty special to see. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Pistons. Yay. Oh. See, I'm I'm kind of high on the Pistons. Oh, I like them. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> I think they've got really good young guys. <laughs> um, you know, Delon Wright. I like Killian Hayes. I think is going to be good. I think yeah. he's going to have a pretty. Uh, just to get straight into my prediction, I think he's going to have his moments, but it's going to be a pretty rough year. Mm. Just because I think they're going to throw him in the deep end. Ultimately, I think it's good, but I think this year he might be rough. But I like him as a as a guy going forward. 
Um, obviously, they got Jeremy Grant on that big deal. They've still got Blake Griffin there. I'm a big Seiko Dumboya fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sadiq Bay looks fun as a rookie. And then I mean, Sadiq Bay was my prediction. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Per the stat stuff, was uh, was it no best player of the draft prediction? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sadiq Bay. So look out for that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then somehow after the free agency. Uh, moves <laughs> um, their centre position isn't that backed up I mean they've got Plumley, who's a serviceable starting centre they've got Okafor who seems alright off the bench and then they've got a rookie in Isaiah Stewart who might take a while to get used to the NBA so I don't know they're kind of they're kind of good at every position they're going to be bad they're not going to be in the yeah. playoffs or anything but they've got intriguing pieces at every position yeah I, I don't know I just I can't see how all these bigs work together like you i know you said the center position doesn't look that backed up but when you look at their forwards as well then it does start to get backed up you know when you throw jeremy grin and blake riffin in there like it seems they are going to be playing jeremy grin at the three which is i mean that's they're going to be playing a big lineup i don't know how well it's going to suit it with Plumley at center yeah um but you know it could work i don't know it just and is he going to be worth the money? 20 mil a year is a lot. That's for a lot. Especially for a guy, yeah, playing him at three, he's an underskilled three. He's more of a energy four guy. Yeah. Than, he's not a skill guy, really. Um, he can hit an outside shot. What did he make, like one a game last Maybe, year? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. Um, he doesn't shoot a lot. He shoots a high percentage, but he still doesn't shoot a lot. Um, yeah, at the three, obviously you'd want him at the four. That's why I think, does Blake stick around? Are there Blake packages? I think he might be in the same sort of boat as Kevin Love. Uh, with him sort of being semi-seriously connected to a lot of teams. I don't know if he'll actually get moved this season, but I think his name will definitely be out there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's The fact that he has a player option for next season, I think it's for next season he has a player option, yeah. makes it a little bit tougher. I mean, he'll probably opt in because he's not going to get anywhere near that kind of no. money elsewhere. No. I mean, unless the Hornets throw something at him like <laughs> they did with Gordon Hayward. But, um yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I I imagine he would opt in, but are people gonna are people gonna trade for? Sorry, a, a team's gonna trade for a year and a half of potentially injured Blake Griffin, and like, what package are you getting there? Yeah, probably not a lot. I would be looking more at Derek Rose getting moved. I know it doesn't make a whole lot of sense with how they're set up, but I just feel like he's the kind. If they're gonna move anyone, it's gonna be Derek Rose. He's gonna be the easiest to move. Definitely the easiest to move. Um, he's on a pretty nice contract, and you know they have he's. He's not expendable, but like they have bodies at the guards now with Killian Hayes and DeLon Wright. But I think ultimately, I think Derek Rose stays just because they like him as a mentor for Hayes, um, Killian Hayes. We've seen already early in the early in the season and in training camp stuff like that that he's taken a big a big role in developing and uh, helping Killian get along. Ultimately, I think that's I think they keep him around for that, and they've already got such a mix of veteran guys that. I think they end up might just keeping some of them, especially Rose. I think if they want to move anyone, it'll be Griffin. Rose is definitely the easiest to move. Like but Griffin's one they want, yeah. But Griffin, they'd probably want to get off. Yeah. Um, as for my prediction, like I said, I think they're going to have a lot of trouble balancing all these picks. So I think Jeremy Grant's actually going to play some minutes at shooting guard. I'm going to say he's going to play 10% of his minutes at shooting guard. 10% a lot. It's a lot, I know. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll see that, but that, I mean, that'd be pretty... That's a huge lineup if they're forced into that. Yeah. I mean... That'll be pretty interesting to see. I mean, uh, we made that joke about like them just yeah, trying to yeah. copy the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jeremy Grant played shooting on then. Or actually, maybe Paul Millsap did. It was one of the two. Yeah, one of those teams. <laughs> yeah. It makes more sense that Grant would be that guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that'll be interesting to see. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let's move on to the Knicks, who 
you seem to be high on. I also like the Knicks. I randomly like all the teams at the bottom of the East. I don't think any of them are going to be very good, but I still like them. Um, By the way, this is based on last year's standings. Yeah, we're going through this based on last year's standings. So these teams are going to move around in terms of quality. But um, yeah, I I like the guys the Knicks have. They have like 13 guys that I'd happily have in my rotation. If I was an NBA team. Sure. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I mean, Gary Payton, yeah, sure, he can play my yeah. third string backup. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Austin Rivers, sure, he, he yep. can play playoff minutes for me. Uh, RJ Barrett, yeah, he seems like a nice young guy. <laughs> Nils <laughs> Noel, sure. <laughs> I mean, it's literally like that up and down the roster. I've We've got our you know key guys for the roster here. I've got 13 guys looking at it. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to be good, <laughs> but I think they're going to be they're intriguing because they've got so many young guys that – you know, some of them I, I'm about ready to give up on. I think Frank Nilakina is pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., unfortunately, doesn't seem like he's going to be much of a real player. I didn't even realize Dennis Smith Jr. was on the roster still. Yeah. But RJ Barrett, uh, Obi Toppin looks great in that first preseason game. Yeah. Um, Kevin Knox, I still think he might be able to get something out of him, even if he's just a role player. Mitchell Robinson can be, looks like a defensive stud at times. Um, there's some guys on here to like. I'm a big RJ Barrett fan, as Ramiz knows. I'm aware. I'm, yes. I'm a huge RJ guy. Um, you had me do what? Like a statistical prediction of where he's going to end yeah, up. Yeah, I needed Ramiz to reassure me through statistics that he isn't a bust because he didn't have a great rookie season. Yeah, you know? um, and I was I struggled to do so, but we'll get to... We'll, that comes in my prediction a little bit. Okay, okay. But um, yeah, I think the big question for the Knicks is what do they do with Randall? Because they just drafted Toppin, who's exactly... He plays exactly the same position as Randall. They're both fours. Um, and... Toppin looks like a guy who can, who's more suited to the game now. He's he could, he's got a bit more stretch in his game than than Randall. Uh, yeah. than Randall. Um, so I don't know if there's a lot of packages out there for Randall. I don't know. Probably what, not. I don't know what you get back for him. But um, I think they try to look to move him and clear some what you know, clear some room for for their other young guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I could see Randall getting traded to. A few different teams. I like the Hornets comes to mind head. for me. <laughs> Who comes to mind? The Hornets. Hornets randomly. did kind of come to mind for me. Yeah, I'm just thinking like a team that needs like a less traditional big, a team that already has like a very traditional big. I could see like the Wolves a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not a. That's a good one, Ramiz. We might have to do another GM's DMs and figure one out for that. I kind of like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know. We talked about like please don't send Aaron Gordon to the Wolves because yeah. it's just like <laughs> multiple guys who didn't really work out that well. Yeah. All being chucked to the same team and then Randall, another one of those guys. Exactly. <laughs> I think it could suit. Um. In terms of Barrett, so when I did that prediction for you, just what. Did, you just wanted me to like. I just wanted you. some reassurance after yeah. a pretty rough rookie season. I mean, I gave you some nice stuff, but I I stand by the prediction that he's very similar to Emmanuel Mudiay in terms of numbers, which is not good. Yeah, but <laughs> um, my prediction is he will not be Emmanuel Mudiay, and he's going to shoot forty six percent from the field as opposed to forty percent from Thank the field. You're <laughs> <laughs> I needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I feel I. Yeah, my prediction also is that uh, we see a bit more playmaking out of. RJ. Uh, in college, I think he showed some real flashes of pick-and-roll playmaking. Um, seemed to be able to make any sort of pass to his role man. Um, I don't know how much he'll have the ball. There's a lot of guards, like point guards ahead of him on this Knicks roster. But um, I think we see more playmaking out of Barrett and, in general, just a bit more efficiency, like like you said. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Bulls. So, um, I mean, I'm not particularly high on the Bulls, but... 
I think uh, they're just kind of a middling team, but yeah. do you want to take take us through the roster? No, I, I agree. They've got a lot of talent on their roster, but I don't know how well it fits. It all fits. I think if Billy Donovan can get this right, I think there's a lot to look forward to with this Bulls team. Not necessarily playoffs, perhaps, but a really fun team that might have really one of the better offenses in the league. I mean, yeah. looking at the guys they've got here, Kobe White, Zach Levine, uh, Porter, who's a 3 and D guy, uh, Markinen, who's an absolute flamethrower, um, and then Wendell Carter on the at the center position. There's a lot to you know. There's a lot of shooting. There's a lot of um, ball ball handling, bit of creation there. Markinen can handle it a little bit. Um, the defense is the big thing. Uh, yeah, this defense might be the worst. Like my kind of prediction is that they're the Wizards from last year, <laughs> where they just put up 150 <laughs> points a game and still lose. Yeah, I mean. They've got because yeah they've because Kobe White's going to be stepping into that starting point guard role now and he's a that's his job is offense he's yeah. an offensive guy he's not a defensive guy um, Zach Levine off ball a bit yeah off ball a bit but even he gets his own shot you know we saw last year that he wants the ball in big spots yeah um, twenty five game yeah I mean possibly yeah maybe an all star I mean yeah I don't think they're going to be very good but you know if if Donovan can work this offense right I think that could be pretty pretty tough matchup most nights. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the good thing about uh, hiring Billy Donovan. You know, he came from the Thunder, taking all those, like, random young guys and just kind of developing them developing them into something, despite the massive amounts of turnover, um, you know, going into a team that really just needs to be consolidated. I think that's kind of the mantra of the Bulls this season. They need to figure out who's part of their long-term future, who isn't. Can these guys work together? If they can, and Billy Donovan's the guy to find out. If they can, great. If they can't, let's move them. And I think... All of these guys, except Otto Porter, would be very easy to move. Otto Porter's contract is horrendous. Does he have much time left on it, though? I think it's like one. I think it might just it be might, this season. It might be expiring, so. But, oh, my God. It's like 22, isn't it? 28, I think. Was it 28? I think so. Wow, the Wizards really didn't want to lose a Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, it is a lot of money, but depending who they go for, I mean, that might be... If they go for a star, that's important money to have. Yeah. Uh, you could send some of these younger guys back with them. Uh, maybe some future picks, but I don't know if they push for a star just because we haven't really seen Carter and Markinen and Kobe White play meaningful minutes yet. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe you don't want to push ahead with them. I don't think you do. Yet. I think you're fine with Zach Levine. And like, I really like, I really do want to see what Markinen ends up being. I, I'm really high on Markinen. You know, obviously had a bad year last year, but that Bulls team, you can't really take yeah. much away from it with Boylan there. <laughs> <laughs> Galaxy brain Boylan. But, um, yeah, the year before he was he was coming along. I think he's a, an unreal shooter. Um, I think he can be a really decent offensive weapon. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of do they go for a star? Do they are they happy with where they are now? I personally, I'd stick Pat for another year at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this is just a development year. Maybe they can make a playoff push, but probably not. I think it's yeah. very much just develop these guys. Develop yeah, just develop all the young guys. See where you're at. Trade a couple. Consolidate. Yeah. Um. What's What's your prediction? Uh, I want to see. Oh, I'm I'm thinking that we're going to see Wendell Carter, you know, turn into an Al Horford type. I think in this offense, there's a role for him as a playmaker, especially when guys like Kobe White and Zach Levine look for their own shot. Um, I think there's a role where him in the high post, running off screens, handoffs, giving playoffs, um, giving. You know, making plays and stuff like that. And I think defensively, we're going to see him come along. It's just sort of, hopefully he's healthy this year. Um, he wasn't healthy last year. 
So hopefully that hasn't stunted his his development too much. But I think we're going to see a big year from Wendell Carter. Yeah. My prediction is kind of weird here. I think Zach Lamine will either average more than two dunks a game or not even one. He's sort of not an in-game dunker a lot of the time. No. Okay. Yeah. So I think he averaged something along the lines of like 1.4 or something okay. per game last okay. season. I think him playing off the ball more here will either be really good for his dunking or really bad for his dunking. I think he might just go for dunks just to, like, get some highlights and get a bit of fun going for his team. Because, you know, if he's not scoring as much, he's wanna, he's probably going to want to stand out a little bit in some ways, and dunking's the way he's going to do it. Or he's just going to be like, yeah, whatever. And yeah. not even a dunking game. Yeah, his off-ball stuff could either be, uh, you know, pin-downs into threes or backdoor cuts into alley-oops and dunks. <laughs> fun fact, in looking at this, he and Aaron Gordon had the exact same number of dunks last year. Really? Yeah. Well, that's kind of that keeps <laughs> that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the Wizards. The Wizards are very interesting this season. Now, I I like it. I I, I don't know. I was very against the Westbrook wall trade. Mm. I'm kind of coming around on it, seeing how Westbrook's acting so far. For the Wizards, I I like this a lot. I think they're pretty. They got a pretty good team. Um, I think they're really in the mix for the playoffs here. Um. You know, just on paper, looking at a Westbrook Beal backcourt is pretty special. It's you know? exciting, yeah. It's exciting. You know, you got the athleticism of Westbrook and the shooting of Beal, and both of them have sort of merged, you know, grown their games just from that sort of stereotype of them. You know, Beal's more of a ball handler now. He's a playmaker. He can get to the hoop, get his own shot. And, you know, Westbrook's, you know, I think he's starting to defer hopefully a bit more with this Wizards team, especially with a guy like Beal next to him. Um, and then, you know, they got some interesting... Guys around them, like Bertans as a sniper. Uh, Hachimura, only in his second year, but he showed some flashes last year as a sort of a mid-range scorer. Um, and then Thomas Bryan also had some flashes last year as a decent quality big. Um, they've got the rookie Avdia, who I really like. Um, I think he's going to be really good as a, as a playmaker for them and hopefully as a shooter. He's worked on his shooting a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing is that their wings are... A, They've only got really like three decent wings. They've got Hachimura, Bertans, and Avdia. So yeah. they're a bit short on the wings. They've got some good guards. Um, Troy Brown Jr. and Ish Smith sort of backing up Westbrook and Beal. And some decent bigs too, Robin Lopez and Mo Wagner. Yeah. Mo Wagner. Um, but yeah, the wings scare me a little bit. So that's also my prediction though, is that I think that maybe they'll make a trade for another wing. I think, they'll, I think they're going to yeah. go for it this season. Okay. You know, I think the Wizards want to be competitive again. Um, Especially with Westbrook there on that deal. Yeah, I I do see them being very good offensively. Defensively, it's a bit iffy again. But, like, they've got a lot of nice shooters and playmakers around them. I think you kind of don't even need anyone to score other than Westbrook, Beal, and Bertans. Yeah. And everyone else, if you just get them to be kind of, like, role guys, in you know, like, rebounders, defenders, playmakers, it's kind of all you really need. I mean... Maybe they'll be a little bit like they were last season in that they might score 150 points, but they might win when they score 150 yeah. points this season. I mean, yeah, they've all they've done is add talent onto that roster from last year yeah. when they were putting up historic offensive numbers. So, I mean, does it get better? I mean, maybe. Like, I don't think they're going to average 150 points no. a game or anything like that, but they're going to be really good offensively. Um, so maybe that, yeah, and you're right, maybe they win some of those games yeah. where they put up massive numbers. I mean, I think they average a lot of points. I mean, my prediction is Beal and Westbrook both average 30. That is crazy. That's stupid. <laughs> I know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if, if that's a prediction, you should put money on that because that would be big returns. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that would be nuts. Maybe they combine to average, like they average 60, but they score 60 between them. 
Yeah. That I could see. Yeah. Wall and them both averaging 30. Yeah, I don't know if I see Westbrook averaging 30. I can see like a 27, 33. I can, see, I can see Beal getting to like 33, 34 a yeah. game. If Westbrook sort of plays that facilitating role, I could definitely see Beal improving on last year somehow. Yeah. Um, wait, what did he average last year? Like 30, 31? It was like, 30. Yeah. I mean, nuts. Like, um, Yeah, so that's a, that's a big prediction. I like yeah. that. <laughs> Hopefully that comes true. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be really fun. Uh, what about your prediction? I think that, yeah, my oh, prediction yeah, is that they, they're going to go for it. They're going to yeah. try and make some moves to go for it. Okay. All right. And let's move on to the Hornets, another very interesting team. I, I like the middle of the East now, or like yeah. the, the lower playoff end sort of kind of area, just because, you know, they've obviously got all their guys from last year, or all their key guys from last year. They bring in Lamelo Ball, who looks really good so far in the preseason, mm. and obviously Gordon Hayward. Um, I don't know. Again... This is another team where defensively it's a little bit iffy in some places, but they've got enough serviceable defenders. And then just offensively, this is going to be really good. Like so much playmaking, this is going to be a really fast, high-paced yeah. scoring team. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that you know we saw Bulls playmaking that first preseason game. Um, I'm just checking his stats here. Uh, confirmed, he did score in his second preseason game. Oh, That's he did. excellent. He okay. scored ten points so far. Okay, well, um, he didn't score in his first one. No, it? he did Five assists and ten balls. Something like that. But yeah, no, Ball looks like a electrifying playmaker. Like, that behind-the-back pass that he threw on fast break, that's elite. That yeah. is, like, he's going to be one of the best passes this in the league. This is just, and this is a rookie. Like, that's yeah, Jason yeah. Williams. He's going to be one of the best passes in the league this year. Um, and then, not to mention Terry Rozier, who had a sneaky good year last year. Yeah. And then... I worry about him, though. Uh, I yeah, because I think he might be the sixth man again, which yeah, is exactly which what he is did. Not what want. he wanted <laughs> when he signed there. Um, and then Devonte Graham, who was a awesome shooter, most improved last year, I think. Um, and then yeah, Malik Monk. I don't know what we'll see from him, but hopefully he sort of gets his career together. But yeah, Hayward, PJ Washington also had a good year last year uh, in his rookie season. Awesome shooter. What did he have like nine threes in his first game? Oh, I'm not sure. Do you remember that? I think that might have been a rookie record. Um, uh, Bridges, Miles Bridges. Yeah, I mean, there's some guys here that this could be a really fun up and down team for sure. Yeah, ups and downs, I think, will be very important. Yeah. I think this will be a team of like streaks. Yeah, for five sure. game win streaks, five game losing streaks. Yeah, well, average out to be average. Average. <laughs> Perfectly average team, yeah. Um, Do you think, yeah, Rosier is a weird one. I, I don't yeah. like him in that six man role. I think he gets moved. Uh, that's my prediction. Yeah. Uh, my prediction for this team is that one of Rozier and Graham, uh, Devontae Graham, gets moved. So one of those two guys plus Bridges. I mean, I think you'd rather move Rozier. I don't know if you can, though. His contract's quite... Yeah, well, he's got two years left and probably 36 total, something like that. Something like eight, that. 18 a year, I think. I don't know why slightly higher. I'm not sure. Yeah, it might, it might be getting higher. Um, yeah, I think one of those, just because you've got ball now, you don't need three sort of... Like Both of them are sort of undersized too, Devontae yeah. and Terry. Um, so I think one of those two gets moved, plus Bridges. I think they've seen enough of Bridges to move on from. It's clearly not working in Charlotte. He might just need a new you know, a new situation to develop in. And I think they could get a pretty decent return on one of those two point guards plus Bridges. You know, there's some, both of those guys, well, yeah, both of those guys that they move will be still young, still on decent money. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, valuable pieces, I think. Yeah, you could definitely see some decent... Tra- I mean, you're just going to get another kind of average kind of role player, but maybe just at a position they need slightly more at centre in Yeah, maybe a young guy for sure. Cody Zeller, Bismack Miombo, it's fine. Maybe it's there's a... Serviceable, but... Maybe there's a Miles Turner trade out there. Maybe there is. That makes sense. Yeah. 
That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so my prediction is, I think Hayward's going to have a career year in terms of scoring. So his career high is 21.9 points per game. I think he gets to like 22 and a half, 23. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's, that kind of shocked me how low his Yeah, I thought it was are. higher as well. I thought he got to 25 one year with the Jazz when he was an All-Star. But I mean, he was only a one-time All-Star, wasn't he? Like, yeah, that's yeah. always weird to me thinking His last well. year in Utah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, think... that's why he got the Celtics deal. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, I don't know how efficient it will be. I don't know how any f- efficient anyone on this Hornets team will be. I think no. there's going to be a lot of chucks. But um, yeah, I think yeah, I could see, I could definitely see him putting up 23 a game. Yeah, I mean, especially if Lamelo isn't scoring a whole lot and he's just facilitating a lot. Yeah, you know, you, Gordon Hayward becomes your number one scoring option again. I think he will just play pretty well within the system, kind of how he did in Utah. But like, there's less guys around to take shots away from him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Lamelo is going to be one of the Hornets' leading scorers. At all. He's not going to be close to that, I don't think. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the magic. Or we could skip them. (laughs) We could skip them. I mean, do we want to? (laughs) Let's do Uh, it. Come on. Yeah. I mean, they've got some guys. You know, Fultz is still there. They drafted Cole Anthony. Uh, Aaron Gordon, if you're still on him. And then Vooch is fun. I'm still on Mo Bumber, actually. I mean, you skipped over Fournier. The only guy in that roster I actually like. Okay, fair. I mean, I'm not a big Fournier guy. I think I think he's a good player. I just don't really think about him a whole lot. Um, I think he's a guy that gets moved anyway. Yeah, <laughs> this season. But um, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. It really is pick a direction. Yeah, please. Are we, yeah, are we please. rebuilding or are we going for it? I mean, they've made the playoffs the last two years, maybe three years. Something like that. Something maybe. like that. But you know, but like that's how memorable seven, they are. Eight seeds. That's how memorable they are. You can't tell. They've only won one game, I think, combined. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they're really just doggy paddling in the middle of the East. Um, they need to pick a direction. And I think it's I think it rebuilds. But I only think they start rebuilding after they miss the playoffs. So that, oh, yeah. A whole other season. <laughs> a whole other season of being painfully mediocre that doesn't result in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They'll be like... They'll be on pace for like 40 wins at the trade deadline. They'll be like, we could pick this up. Yeah. Yeah. They might make a move that somehow makes them worse. And they go, oh, well, now we might as well pack it in. Because they've still got some, they've got, yeah, they've got some young guys. I mean, Fultz and Cole Anthony are really the only two. Oh, and Bumba. I still like Bumba. Even Ken Birch is is young and is a guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you should just. You just need to blow up the core of that team. Just restart, you know? You don't need Terrence Ross around. No. I mean, you paid Vucevic, but also, do you really... Uh, yeah, the Vucevic trade might get hard, but do you really need oh, him I feel around? Like, I feel like there's a market out there for Vucevic. It, was he on 25 a year? Something like that. That's still big for a center. Yeah. I mean, he's like 7th, 8th best center in the league, I would say. Yeah, around there. Yeah. He's definitely an offensive guy that can give you points for pretty much anywhere on the court. Good rebounder, too. Good rebounder, yeah. Not much of a defender, but... um. Yeah, I think Fournier is the guy that gets moved at the deadline. I mean, he's on an expiring contract. Yeah, so. exactly. I think they just try and get value for him now. Uh, well, I say now, before the deadline. But yeah, spoilers for my standings predictions. I think they missed the playoffs. And that's when I think they sort of realized that they're not going to do anything with this squad. So they may as well restart. See, my issue is I think they're going to like latch onto something. And I think they're going to latch onto the fact that I think Michael Carter-Williams will shoot over 30% from three. They're going to latch onto that and be like, yes, this is it. We've got this. If this MCW gets another contract, I will be, out, I will be bewildered. I will be. I think you. I, he, I think he's worth a minimum somewhere. I don't know why though. There's other guys I'd rather give a minimum to just to gamble on. We already know what MCW is. Like he's not good. That's what he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's tough to say, but he doesn't do. He has no discernible skill in the NBA. He's just big, and is kind of a point guard, but not really. Yeah. Like. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they keep him around, especially when they've got Foltz and Cole Anthony. He's just a big guy. Um, yeah, um, if he shoots over thirty percent from three, will that be a career high? It'd be close to it. I mean, <laughs> I think it was at like twenty eight last year. Let me check. If that's what the Magic latch on to, God help the Orlando fans because that's going to be tough to see going forward. Let's see, it's career high in three. Yep, no, it's a career high. Yeah, his wow. current career high is twenty nine point three percent. Yeah, I mean. If he does that... Which was last season. If he, yeah, he's improving. He's on the know. up. He's on the up. <laughs> if he hits it's 30%. It's up the last four years. If he hits 30%, great for him. But, you know, what? Is he going up 1% over the last four years? No, he's going up every year for the past four years. 23.4 to 23.7 to 26.3 to 29.3. There you go. 3% job. Okay, maybe maybe he's not done <laughs> He's yet. getting that. Maybe he's not done Seven yet. points a game last season. But my official stance is I'm out on MCW <laughs> if you haven't picked up. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Please, just do something. Please, <laughs> yeah, do it. I I hate talking about the match. So do I. <laughs> All right. Let's get to a fun team. Actually, a very fun team so far. Uh, in the Brooklyn Nets. Woohoo! This is gonna be exciting. This is my team that could really uh, shake up my um, standings predictions. Yeah. That we'll get to later. Um, they could either they could finish first or they could finish seventh, uh, depending on the health of their of Kyrie and Durant. And sort of how much they're going to play them anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously, both coming off injuries, especially Duran off that Achilles. Maybe they rest him a fair bit of the season, just yeah. get him ready for the playoffs. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a fun team. You know, looking at the at their roster, they've got Lavert and Dinwiddie still. They've traded for Shamit in the draft. They've still got Prince, Joe Harris. Uh, they Jeff, got Jeff Green. Jeff Green's got a contract again. Let's go. <laughs> kind of a guy. That, I'm the opposite of. Uh, MCW with Jeff Green. I like that he gets random contracts. <laughs> I kind of want him to get to 30 teams. <laughs> that would be that hard. would be That would be impressive. Are you using what, like 10? No. I think yeah, it'd be about 10. Did he get to 11? Oh, I don't know. I don't well, maybe there's a, a Reza. Um, but Ariza's yeah. been traded 11 times in his career, I think okay. it was. Okay. But Jeff Green, I think, is now on like his 10th or 11th team. Even a third of the league. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, DeAndre Jordan, if he's still able to play. I don't Jared want Allen. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jared Allen will eventually get that starting role. I think he should, but, you know, yeah. KD, Kyrie, they run this team. Well, yeah, Kyrie started to get a bit more respect for Steve Nash, apparently. Yeah, I did um, read that. So, maybe he respects the Jared Allen swap in the starting role. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously the big storyline is how do KD and Kyrie mesh, Yeah, uh, offensively especially. Um, you know, they're both guys that get the drone shot. Um, in preseason, it looked pretty good. That yep. first game, Durant looked healthy, put up 18 or something like that. Curry yeah. shot like seven for nine from the field. Um, obviously, that's only preseason. So, I mean, I think they're both used to deferring to guys at each other's positions. You know, Curry exactly deferred yeah. to LeBron, KD de- deferred to Steph. I think they're okay. I think they'll be okay with that. Yeah, so I think this is going to work. Um, I think it's going to be scary, <laughs> honestly. I yeah, mean, especially with how deep they are. You know, everyone's talking about what third star are they going to get in. I mean, that definitely raises their ceilings, but I don't know if it's essential for them, especially in the league that right now is filled by a lot of duos. Duos, yeah. Um, Some you know. depth in, like, you know, your young guys, Torian Prince, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Jared Allen, in particular, Karis Levert and Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, I mean, these are guys that can give you buckets. Um, yeah, Levert as a third option uh, will be something to watch as well. You yeah. Know? If he can fill that role, then they're, they're golden. They don't need to trade. But, you know, if he doesn't really look like as a, a guy that can... Put up the, you know, be dependent or depended on in the playoffs without taking too many shots as well. Yeah, um, he needs to be an efficient third guy. So yeah, yeah we'll see how that goes. But oh yeah, the Nets are going to be a lot of fun to watch and pretty scary, I think. Yeah, I mean, 
fun is right. You, you know, you see Kyrie and KD on their Instagram lives. That's what my prediction is. I think uh, Kyrie posts up five times a game. Four of them while KD is not on the Yeah, because they were talking about yep. it. <laughs> Kyrie's like, I want to post up eight times a game. Yeah. No, two and a half. Seven. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, Kyrie's <laughs> definitely going to get his touches while Durant's out. Yes. Um, yeah, I, didn't, I don't know. Have we seen much of a Kyrie post-game in I his don't career? Think I don't think we have. Well, he was talking about how he thinks every guy in the league is a mismatch for him, so yeah. he can just play wherever yeah. and whenever. So, I don't know. I'd like to see him in the post a little bit. I think it would be terrible, but... I don't know. I'd kind of like... I'd try him. I kind of like a Kyrie, you know, fade away in the post. I think that would yeah. work. A little Dirk uh, fade away. Um, I feel like it doesn't work if you're not super tall, though. Oh, that's what the knee's for, you know, keep the defender away. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that'd, that'd be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, my prediction is that the Nets do go for a third star. I just think in their minds, especially those two guys, they're, they're used to having three stars around. I don't know how much they trust their supporting cast. You know, Kyrie already had doubts last year. I don't know how much Durant sort of changes that for, for him. Um, and I just think in the Nets' minds, having a third star raises their ceilings and sort of gives them an advantage that the rest of the league doesn't have right now. You know, we talked yeah. about, we just said that the league is filled with duos. Maybe a third star gets them over the, over the line against those duos. Yeah, I mean, um, that's what you needed in the era of big threes. You needed a fourth. You needed a yeah. super team with the yeah. Warriors to yeah. really take up the league. So maybe a third is all you need now. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Who do you think that third star? It would be, it would it would not be James Harden. I don't think it should be James Harden. I don't think I don't think the Rockets would accept whatever deal the Nets put. Together. I mean, there's been a lot of reports that they're not looking for that. Yeah, um, well, specifically Irving coming back in the deal. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're not they're not fussed on that either. So I think it would have to be like a third option kind of stuff. So a Kevin Love kind of guy. I think it would be a Kevin Love or a Blake Griffin yeah. type of guy. Yeah, someone Ooh, who's Blake Griffin. I like that. Actually. Someone who's a bit a bit older. Blake Griffin would be fun. I yeah. mean, he can also handle the the rock a bit. He's started to shoot now. Uh, the last couple of years. Play a small lineup with him at the 5KD at the 4. I yeah, think that, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know if... Well, uh, I don't know. Maybe the Pistons would sort of like a Dinwiddie Levert, maybe... I think they'd take that for sure. Yeah. And Dinwiddie Levert might be too much. Maybe Joe Harris to make the money work too. Um, well, not too, but, you know, yeah. he'd probably have to be in there. Um, yeah, so a guy like that, probably an older guy, I think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if a lot of teams want to give up. Oh, a young star, giving, no. especially for the package that the Nets would give back, or just you know being scared of going up against the Nets. Yeah. In yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to the Sixers here. So, not a team that's changed a whole lot, really, except for that Al Horford trade. I'd say. Yeah, really. but a team that I'm really looking forward to watching. Yeah. Weirdly. Yeah, just because of all the shooters they've got now. Um, I think you know with Seth Curry, they've still got Harris, Danny Green now. Uh, hopefully, Tybal gets his uh, gets his shot going a bit more. I mean, there's a lot to like about the Sixers team. I think getting rid of Horford obviously opens up the spacing a lot more. A lot, yeah. Um, it's just going to be a lot smoother offense. Um, hopefully, getting back to a couple years ago when they were good together on the court. You know, yeah. the numbers were pretty good, or at least you know better than they have been the last couple of years. Um, uh, um, I think it's going to work. I think. Yeah, my prediction is that both Simmons and Embiid have career years. I think uh, Harris is going to take a bit of a step back in the offense, and I think which is a good thing. Is it is a great thing, especially yeah. after those playoff performances. You know, it's not great for the contracts. It's not a great look for that mm. uh, him on that big deal. But um, yeah, I think Simmons and Embiid are both going to have career years, probably scoring wise, but even just sort of like the eye test. Both of them are just going to be a lot more locked in with each other. I think. Yeah. 
I mean, and I think those shooters really do help. Like, you know, you, you've seen a lack of spacing. I am still a little bit worried about the lack of spacing. You really do need Tobias Harris to actually start hitting shots. But, you know, as far as shooters go, you get Seth Curry, Danny Green's. I don't know what Danny Green's going to be. Mm, but, he could be I mean, very old looking this season. He was very old looking in the playoffs. So I'm not super hopeful. I think he's very much on the downside. But, you know, stand in the corner, shoot two threes a game. It's kind of all you need, really, when you've got that much offense and that much talent. Yeah. Um, assuming Tobias Harris can actually play all right. Um, Dwight Howard is an interesting signing. I, I stand by that. I'm not convinced that he's going to be unproblematic anymore because Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are not the kind of people that are unproblematic. They're not the... He's the... not going to go to Joel Embiid and be like, hey, I respect you. I'm going to play nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, no one is, but these guys especially aren't the leaders that LeBron are, yeah. or LeBron is, sorry. Um, I feel like Joel Embiid and Dwight Howard are going to rile each other up a lot. They might just have a lot of fun together, though. I mean, <laughs> they both seem like fun-loving guys, you know, sort of laid-back guys. Um, they might just have, you know, they might just have the best chemistry ever, and that's why he doesn't... Or maybe they both become problematic, maybe Dwight. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, so, I think Dwight will lead the league in flagrants. Yeah, Which I is think. weird because he's not going to be playing that many minutes, but I think <laughs> yeah. he's going to get a lot of flagrant fouls. He's going to have a couple of suspensions. Yeah, that's like when he got really hype up for the for the Nuggets series, this playoffs against Jokic. Yeah. He's just like calling himself Batman or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of that. Dwight's just going to get super hype. And uh, yeah, probably... Yeah, he's going to annoy some people. I, he's I, like that, I like that prediction. That's a good prediction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think this team's going to be a lot of fun. Finally, last year was not fun. Nothing about that was fun. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Another thing to look out for is if that, you know, obviously Seth Curry is the shooter that they're looking for, but can he keep up that sort of? He he handled the ball a bit for the Mavericks last year, especially in the playoffs. He yeah. did some stuff for for himself. Um, he got to the hole a bit, so hopefully he can keep that up. Seth Curry's weirdly the guy that I'm worried least about on this team. I think he's just going to do exactly what Seth Curry does, and that's what you want him to do. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not necessarily worried about him being good, just sort of if he can stay as diverse, I guess, offensively as he was for the Mavericks. Yeah. Especially with Simmons hand- handling the ball so much. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Heat, and this is all you. <laughs> all me, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah some, uh got a bit smaller over the offseason, I'd say, the Heat. They sort of traded in um, Jay Crowder for Avery Bradley, so he's more of a guard defender now, as we talked about in the in our signings recap. But yeah, the Heat, pretty much the same team. I mean, they got Mo Harkless now. Um, Bam is hopefully back healthy. Dragic is hopefully back healthy. Um, Duncan Robertson's going to be shooting the lights out. Tyler Hero is going to be one to watch. Yeah, does he continue to grow as he's as we saw in the playoffs? Um, continue to hit big shots, get his own shot. Um, you know, hopefully that's that continues for him because it was pretty electrifying in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, but the real, yeah, the real question is, was the bubble a fluke for the heat? I mean, are they going to be able to replicate the same, you know, the same dominance that they had in the playoffs? I would say if it weren't for the finals, I would say no, but it's because they took the Lakers to six that I say yes. You yeah. know, I think the Bucks were a really weird kind of phenomenon. They just had a really good matchup against the Celtics there. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they took the Lakers to six makes me think that this is a lot more legit than I would have thought otherwise. Like, if they lost in five, I would have been saying, yeah, it might have been a fluke. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I'm not picking them to go back to the finals. No. I'm picking them to be a problem, though, uh, yeah. for a lot and a lot of teams. Um, yeah, I think the bubble was so good for them because yeah 
heard this a lot because of that heat culture. Just those guys are always, they're always in shape, you know. Yep. That's part of being part of the heat is being in shape, you know, staying ready at all times to play basketball. Um, I don't think a lot of the teams that came back for the bubble were sort of in that shape. I mean, we saw the Bucks look a bit sloppy. I think they they were one of the teams that were negative, negatively affected by the by the uh, the bubble. What's it called? The bubble. Um, the what happened to the season? The suspension. Oh, okay. <laughs> the suspension. The, the the Bucks were a team that were negatively negatively affected by the uh, the suspension of the of the season. So, yeah, you know that the Heat are always in ready to go, but I don't know if they're going to catch teams by surprise like they did last last season in the bubble. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I do think they're going to be just a good team. I think Tyler Hero is very much for real. I think he's going to make 200th race this season, which isn't an insane prediction, but in 72 games, that's about three a game, roughly, yeah. or a little bit less. But he only made 100 last season, but then he only played like 50-something games, which is yeah. weird to think. What what happened there? Was yeah, he, he had an ankle injury oh, okay. halfway through the season. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, my question for you is how many games does Udonis Haslam play? Uh, well, what's the over I think he played... How many? Yeah, last let's year? get Four? let's get last season stats because that's that changes things greatly. If it's okay. less than the number, I'm already thinking in my head. Then we're what in is trouble. the number you're thinking? I'm yeah. thinking five. What have we got? He played four. He stopped. <laughs> uh, I think it was the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he played four last season. Ten the season before. Fourteen the season before. Sixteen the season before. What? What? Um, what? Wait, no. 53, 67, 77, 81. In the past five years, he hasn't even played a full season. That's pretty... That's impressive. Shout out to Udonis Haslam still securing the bag while not playing a full season. <laughs> He's played 81 games in five years. I I think we see a, I think we see a, a no-gamer from Udonis this season. No, nah, no. Nah, he plays one. He has to play one. He gets one. He gets the... He starts the season final. The last okay. game, the last I'll, game of the regular season. I'll give you that. I, yeah, I think he starts the last game of the regular season and he plays about fifteen minutes. But yeah, because now they've got so many guys that sort of do what he does. They drafted Precious and like they have a Linux and stuff. I just don't think even in garbage time, there's there's a minutes for him. <laughs> he played. He plays fifteen. He hasn't averaged fifteen minutes a game in five years. He played sixteen minutes per game in twenty fourteen. Yeah, the last finals run. Um, <laughs> With LeBron, yeah, that's that's impressive. Shout out to Donis. He's just, you know, he's just, he's the gatekeeper of the Heat culture. You know, if you want to fit in, you gotta you gotta get in with your Donis. Yeah. So yeah, I, I have no problems whatsoever with him taking up a roster spot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. My prediction for the Heat this year is that Bam makes All NBA. I, I think, think that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, now I had a look at this year's All NBA. There was no Embiid. So and there was no Cat either. There was no Cat. It's gonna be tough. But yeah. I think he can do it. I mean, he's going to be on a more winning team than Cat, mm. and I think, yeah, not to get, not to spoil our Western thing, but I think Gobert's going to have a bit of a weird year. Yeah, I don't know if he makes it back. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be it's going to be tough for him to get in. But I think I think Bam can do it. He's going to impact the game so much defensively, and you know he's already he's already gotten better offensively every year. I I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get better and better this year. I mean, if they actually give AD a forward spot instead then I'm like super high because yeah. I think Bam would definitely make it over Cat and um, Gobert my question is and beat Jokic yeah um, he, yeah. Anthony Davis has had forward uh, all NBA selections but it hasn't been very recent like yeah. it's been a couple of years since he's been a forward and yeah technically I, he starts as a forward yeah you know, I, he, I think it just depends on like 
um, you know, who's kind of in what positions. I think the Gasol Harrell signings might actually help his chances. Maybe. Oh, actually, yeah. Yeah, because they're both centers. Um, maybe you classify Harrell as the power forward and uh, Davis as the center in those lineups, but really, it'd be Harrell at the center. He played okay. He played sixty percent of his minutes at power forward this past season. Forty percent at center. Then how did he? Don't ask me. Well, okay, so he only played four percent of his minutes at power forward the previous year, though. Interesting. Okay, so all NBA is rigged, so we know that now. Very rigged. <laughs> I mean, for his career, so fifty-three percent at center, forty-seven. Was that just to forward. get LeBron at the first team then? Probably. Do you reckon? I think so. I yeah. think they just put him wherever it just makes the most yeah, sense. That's that. Well, okay. Order. Well, yeah. then that hurts Bam's chances, but I think he can do it. That's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's move on to the Pacers, another very interesting team that, again, didn't change a whole lot. They're just kind of running, for the most part, they're running it back. For now, anyway. Yeah. We'll see what happens with Oladipo. That's the big question for the Pacers so far. Uh, this, yeah, Looking forward to the season. Uh, does he get traded? Does he stick around? He said that he wants to stick around. He wants to be in Indiana. Yeah. Uh, everything else points in the opposite direction mm. um, from what we've heard. So, yeah, it'll be... Can he come back healthy? Because he didn't look real healthy in the playoffs or in the bubble. Um, can he get back to all NBA, all depot? And is he going to be there? Is really yeah. That changes a lot of things for the Pacers, I think. I mean, I think all of those questions just come down to health. If he's healthy, I think he's at least all-star level. Whether or not he makes an all-star team, I doubt probably just because of mm. how because of how many guys are on that team. I mean, they have four really good scorers in the. Um, Starting lineup in Brogdon, uh, Oladipo, TJ Warren, and Demonis Sabonis. Yeah, I don't know if he'll be an all-star, but like, I think if he's healthy, he gets back to that level and he definitely sticks around. It's only if he's unhealthy that he gets moved. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because this is a contract year for him. He's a free agent after this season. So, right. you know, I don't know if there's extension talks. I don't know if he can get an extension from them. I'd imagine he would be so. able to. Um, I don't know. Is there any restrictions? I don't think there are. I, I thought you just can sign an extension unless you Doesn't don't have... Doesn't have to be a minimum amount of years. It might have to be bird right years, which is three yeah. years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's just sort of... What are they going to do with Oladipo? Also, uh, TJ Warren is one to look out for if he's going to be bubble TJ Warren, the MVP, the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> if he keeps that up, yeah, this is going to be a fun Pacers team and a really good Pacers team. But, um, you know, can he just, you know, be 20 a game? You know, because I don't know what he averaged this season. It was about during, 20, yeah. During the regular season. Okay, well then, yeah, if you can keep that up, this is going to be a really good Pacers team because they didn't have Oladipo all last season pretty much yeah. until the bubble. So they're going to have him back, Brogdon. I think it's going to be really good again, averaging, what, 18 and 10 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um, and then also, what do they do with Sabonis and Turner? Do they move Turner? Because they're not moving Sabonis. Do they just keep with the two bigs? I feel like they can play together, but I, they should move Turner. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, there's a few questions in terms of fit and trades with this team, but on paper right now, they have a really deep and talented roster. Yeah. I mean, you look at some of the bench guys as well, like uh, Jeremy Lamb, Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, you know, yeah. Gogo Blasti. You know, you've got a lot of depth there as well as a very, very good starting lineup. So, yeah. I don't know. It, it's another question of just like, too much talent that might not necessarily fit together, but I think most of it fits together. I think yeah. there's one... If you make one good trade, I think all of that works perfectly. Yeah. I mean, right now, they don't have a star, per se. Um, Old Depot's not... I mean, Sabonis was all-star. He was an all-star, but he's not a, He's not that guy. He's not going to lead you in the playoffs 
you know. But um, yeah, this is going to be a, a really good Pacers team. My prediction though is that Turner and Oladipo get moved together. Okay, because together I think they're they're a bit over. Oh, they're probably in the high thirties together. So they so whatever they trip like in, in terms of money. Yeah. Um, so they could get a star back. Uh, with that. Yeah. And, and you know some other cap filler, but um, I I don't know who would necessarily be out there, mm. uh, for that sort of money. But um, I think I think either together, I I'm predicting together, but also separately, I think they could get moved. Yeah. Um, my prediction is I think if they all stick around, TJ Rohn, Demontis Bonus, and Victor Oladipo all average twenty. I think you're going to get enough playmaking from Malcolm Brogdon. I think Miles Turner is not going to be scoring anything really. I think you'd let those three guys just go out there and score 20 a game. Um, you, you've seen it before. I think the last team to probably do it was the Timberwolves a few years back with Levine Wiggins' cat. I'm not sure if there's been a team I don't think then. Levine got to 20 those I years. think he did. I think that was a very big oh, wow. thing. Or maybe it was like partway through the season oh, they okay. all averaged yeah. 20. Something like that. But Righto. I could see it. I could see all three of those guys averaging 20. I think Sabonis averaged like 18. I think when he's healthy, Oladipo, like 20-ish. Yep. DJ Warren could definitely average 20. Like yep. No question. Can yeah. they all do it together? Iffy, but yeah, Brogdon scores maybe too much for them to all get twenty. That's why I think he Those goes three. down a bit. Yeah, yeah. If he if he fits into that playmaker, like slots into that playmaker role and focuses on that, then yeah, they could because those yeah really those three guys are their offense. I mean, you've got a couple of guys off the bench like Justin Holiday. Yeah, um, that can score, but and Dougie McBuckets can is a shooter. But um, yeah, that that'd be pretty that'd be pretty impressive to see from the from the Pacers. All right, uh, let's get to the third seed from last year. So we're getting up there in the East with the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, I'm not really... I'm not looking forward to this team. They're going to be great. Yeah. But I'm just not really looking forward to them <laughs> for some reason. I'm kind of scared where Kemba Walker's going to be. Like, I've been listening to uh, Bill Simmons, you know, like a lifer Celtics fan, and he is not at all looking forward to Kemba Walker's upcoming season. Okay. Um, he's scared of that knee injury that he picked up last year. And, yeah. Uh, obviously, Kemba looked a bit hurt at the end of that Raptors series, and uh, up against the Heat, he sort of looked a bit, a bit restricted in what he could do. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm confident that he can come back at least to, sort of, you know, where he was. He's but he's level. also getting up there in age. He's a smaller guard. What is he like? Thirty-one. Yeah, and you know this is around the time when point guards start to drop, start to drop off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, these kinds of point guards, these yeah, especially these types of point guards. But um, yeah, but really the thing to look out for is is Tatum going to be that guy all season? You know, people kind of forget that he only averaged twenty for the season last year, and he was up in the air as an all star for a lot of people. Uh, it was really after all star where he turned it on. Like some people didn't have him as all as an all star. Um, before then, so yeah, yeah. Can he, you know, be the guy that's averaging, you know, twenty eight something like that? I think so. for the season. I yeah. think he's yeah. That's the real question for the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I think the other real question is like, is Jalen Brown definitely your second guy, or is he more of a third guy? Because if Campbell Walker is like people seem to be saying, like you just said, isn't going to be as good as he was this year, he's definitely he might not even be your third guy anymore. He might drop down to like kind of your fourth. Guy yeah. kind of role, which I, I think is okay with this roster, but you definitely need Jalen Brown to be your main second guy then. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let Marcus Smart or even Jeff Teague be kind of your third guy. It's weird seeing a team with, like, so much talent and multiple all-star kind of guys also just be this deep, you know, with Marcus Smart, with Jeff Teague, um, with um, Ojale, Daniel... Uh, 
yeah, Daniel Tice, Tristan Thompson. Yeah, I just think yeah, there's a lot of depth on this team as well, which is kind of scary. Yeah, I don't know. I think kind of, the, you know, obviously you don't need to have a lot of depth when you're starting wings at Tatum and Brown, but I think they're missing Hayward a bit. They're sort of, you're saying they're deep. They're deep in the guards and in the center, which yeah. is kind of a bit of a reversal from last year. But I don't know. I think they're a bit shallow with the forwards. Ojale is not really a guy that you can play in the playoffs. Uh, Grant Williams looks like he can be a guy. Um, he had some moments last season. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're sort of another late rotation wing guy away yeah. um, for being a real true contender. But that also that's assuming that Walker is still you know, up at least around the all-star level. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Brown being able to take control of the offense a bit more, be that second option, is definitely something to watch. And he's improved his handle uh, every year. He's a better shooter now. Yeah. Um, I think he can do it. My prediction is that Tatum and Brown are both All-Stars. Yeah. Um, I also think... I, I, mm, I'm i iffy on whether Brown will be an All-Star, but I think he will get up to 40% from three. I think he was at like the high 30s last year. Yeah. I think he improves a little bit more. Yeah. He really takes on that second role. I don't know if he averaged 20 last season. I think it might have been around 18 or something like that. Something, maybe. But um, I think he gets up around 22, 23, just because he's going to get the ball more. Him and Tatum together are going to work really well together. Um, I think Tatum might... 20. 20.3. Yeah. yeah, so... I think Tatum might even average around 26, 27, something like that. It might be one of the best scorers in the league next year. I see year. that, yeah. Um, yeah, and then Tristan Thompson is also a guy to sort of, does he fix their big troubles that they had last year? Yeah. Because, you know, he's an interior defender. He's a rebounder. Very good rebounder. Um, that's sort of what they needed. Hopefully hopefully he works against some of the other better bigs yeah. Uh, yeah, in the league. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to the Raptors now. So, Raptors are, again, a very interesting team. So, Larry obviously still there. I, I think some people were questioning whether or not he gets moved, but and then they obviously uh, re-signed Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet. I think this team's going to be kind of just okay. Yeah, like a playoff team, but they're going to be a playoff team, not the second seed again. No, that's yeah, that's sort of where I was thinking uh, too. I think they're going to drop a, a bit um, just because they're missing their bigs too. Um, they've got Baines in now, but yeah, they've got. Boucher behind him, and he's. See, sort I of, like Boucher. I like Boucher too. I don't think he, I think he's a good rotation guy. I don't know how heavily you can lean on him for you know big minutes. Like I think they're going to need to because um, they lost both Gasol and Ibaka, obviously. So. Gasol's. I don't know if Gasol was much of a loss when you've got Baines back, yeah. especially. But it's, Ibaka will hurt. But yeah, Ibaka's the big one. You know, Baines is going to fill that big role, like physically big role yeah. that Gasol had. But um, yeah, Baines might honestly be a better player now than. Gasol potentially at, I think so. at this point in his career, yeah. Um, but yeah, Siakam is t- is one to look out for because c- you know he started the season last year looking like a, a stud, someone who could take over the offense. But that that sort of um, you know fell away as the season went on. He still yeah. finished All NBA and he still does a lot of things for your team. But we saw in the playoffs that maybe he can't be the number one guy on a really really good team. Yeah. Um, and then also Lowry's you know another year older. You know he's. He's Getting older, he's also one of those point guards that could drop off, yeah. fall off a cliff. Um, I also think there's potential that he, because he's in the last year of his deal, they're not moving him. There's no. I think way there's potential him. that if he wants to, if he wants to go for it somewhere else with the championship team, I think they. I can't let him, I think they let him go. I can't imagine it honestly. That that hurts. Like imagining Larry not being like the DeRozan stuff hurt. All Raptors fans, it hurt me inside a little bit, but like Lowry, no, you can't do yeah. that. But th- this would be a different scenario to, to DeRozan. This would be he'll be leaving. Yeah, you know, if you champion. love them, let them go. Sort yeah. of situation, you know, because you know they're not they're not in 
finals contention in my mind. But what more does he need to do, really? He's got his title. He's got a couple, like, all-stars. Was he ever All-NBA? Yeah, he's all NBA a couple times. One couple times, yeah. I think I think anyway. Like yeah. what more does he need to do? He can just hang out in Toronto for That's the rest of true. His That's true. It depends what he wants to do with his <laughs> legacy. I think they, they keep him happy. Whatever he wants to do, yeah. he's earned it. Um for sure. Uh I'm I'm looking forward to Ananobi this year. I like Ananobi. I think he's gonna have a really good season. He does um, not shoot to miss. <laughs> he does not shoot to miss, that is for sure. Um I think he might take into take a step like Siakam did, um, take a bit more control of the offense. I think he's gonna average at least fifteen and seven. Uh, this season, maybe towards 17, 18 points a game. I think um, so. Yeah, that's seven boards, by the way. But um, yeah, I think he's going to be a really good, really good offensive player. Take a bit more control, maybe handle it a bit more, but also yeah. stay, you know, pretty dominant defensively. Yeah, I don't see him as much of like a playmaker or anything. I think he plays just very well within the offense. But I think that's what you really want him to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, my prediction is uh, Larry and Baines will take. I'm changing this slightly now. They're going to take 1.1 charges per game. Okay. Um, last season, Larry took 0.59, Baines took 0.38, so that combines for 0.97 charges per game. Okay. I'm going to say it's going up to 1.1. They're just going to have a lot of fun taking charges together. <laughs> it's like Larry's going to try to take a charge, so they run past him, but Baines is behind him yeah. taking the charge as well. <laughs> They're like, yes, we got around Larry. Oh, shit. Yeah, Baines. <laughs> Baines. Um, yeah, this might be the most annoying team to play oh, defensively. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're going to be good defensively. I mean, even, Barry, yeah. even Van Fleet's good defensively at his size. Uh, Dwight Powell. Terrence Davis is a, a bit of a shot blocker. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he he can switch out um, guards too. Um, it'll be a good defensive team, and yeah, yeah that, it's going to be annoying to play against <laughs> yeah. with all those charge takers. <laughs> all right, uh, let's get on to the final team, the top of the East from last season. Before we get to our predictions on seedings, the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, yeah. they kind of fell apart in the playoffs last year. What happens this year? Uh, I think they breeze through the regular season. Oh, without question. I mean, they upgrade. They lost. So what do they do? They lost one guy in Bledsoe, and they upgraded at his position essentially because yep. that bogey trade didn't go through. Um, so they got better, and yeah, they got a better player. I mean, they already breezed through the regular season last year. Like Giannis didn't even average thirty minutes a game. Yeah, did he? I mean, uh, something like that. It's yeah, go- yeah it's going to be pretty silly to watch. Um, you know, Holiday can you know, maybe average like eighteen, maybe even twenty a game, depending what they how much they feed Middleton. Um, Milton also good regular season player, yeah. Put up twenty a game or whatever. Uh, they're still deep. They got Divincenzo. They brought in some other guards: DJ Augustine, Brent Forbes. Uh, they got Tory Craig now, uh, good defensive player. Even if Ramiz doesn't like him that much, I don't believe. Hey, I like him. I don't believe in him defensively. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then yeah, they've still got Brook Lopez and even Bobby, uh, Bobby Portis as an offensive guy for them in the regular season at least. So yeah, during the regular season they're just gonna breeze through. It's yeah. gonna be light work. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, do they turn into a playoff team? Because that's what that's what their issue was. They played like a regular season team in yeah. the playoffs. They need to play like a playoff team in the playoffs. And their coach hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, I think Holiday definitely helps them there. I it mean, does. Obviously, it but does. Um, really, it's Bud. It's, what are they going to do with the rotation? Because they can't play 11 guys. Um, and, you know, hopefully there's no massive break in the season like there was next year. Yeah. So they can, you know, keep that continuity going. But um yeah, I think I think they're gonna be better in the playoffs. I think they're gonna you know, Giannis that was pretty embarrassing for him. He was last postseason. You know, yeah. he took a he took a lot for that. Um so I think he's gonna come with a better mindset in the playoffs. But for the regular season I think it's gonna make it look too easy pretty much. Yeah, so easy that I think he's gonna average thirty five and fifteen. Which is Ridiculous. It's stupid. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make any sense. But he, he averaged what? Like, what did he average? I know he had 13 boards a game. 
which is also crazy for I know. a guy, you know. I think he's I think he's gonna go down as this. I think he's gonna be a little bit less of a team player. Like I think Drew Holiday's gonna be like yeah. just be be you. Don't, I think he's gonna don't turn, try to be a playmaker. He's gonna turn more Shaq than Okay, LeBron. maybe thirty five is too much. He averaged twenty nine and a half and thirteen and a half. I can definitely see fifteen boards. I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my best and say thirty two points a game. Not thirty five. Okay, I was gonna say thirty five is crazy. 32. I just thought thirty five fifteen sounded cool. Yeah, it does. It, does. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. Um I can see thirty two. Might get a few easier buckets with Holiday. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think he's gonna turn into like a Shaq type of player now, instead of like a LeBron. He's not gonna try and run the offense as much, he's gonna be the offense. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's just gonna demand the ball and just be ridiculous inside. Yeah, um, and I think Drew Holiday will kinda unlock that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um more than Bledsoe could. Um and then, yeah, Middleton's going to be... Uh, I'm not going to say I mean, it. I was almost going to say... I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to think it. Uh, Middleton's going to be a really good complimentary player. <laughs> well, he's he not going to be the other player ah, to the Shaq. <laughs> I was uh, I was going to say that as well. I'm like, who's going to be him? Yeah. No. No, no, no one on this team. No one. Um, but Middleton's going to be really good. So he's going to space the floor for Giannis to just go in and destroy inside. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Run through the regular season. Win. In the playoffs, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, should we get to our predictions in terms of seeding? Yes. So, do you want to go fifteen to one or one to fifteen? Uh, fifteen to one. Okay. Okay. So, uh, do you want to start or should I? Uh, you can go first for me. All right. My fifteen seed is the Pistons. That's my fifteen seed okay, too. Good. I'm glad we agree. <laughs> I just think Killian Hayes is going to be. You know, if he's your point guard, it's going to be rough yeah, for the season. It's just going to be. Also, I, I just think the other teams are just better anyway. Yeah, true. I don't uh, think the Pistons will be like historically bad. I just think the other teams yeah, are better. No, I kind of like the East top to bottom this year. I don't think any of these teams are awful. Yeah, I just sort of you know someone's got to be fifteen. You know, yeah. Uh, Fourteen. I have the Cavs. I also have the Cavs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. I just think thing. they're <laughs> going to be fine. Just there's better teams. Yeah, they have they have better veterans than the Pistons. Okay, we might start to differentiate here a little bit. I have the Knicks. I have the Knicks too. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I really, really, really like them. Like, they're honestly one of my favorite teams in the East. Um, they're just going to be bad. Okay, uh, 12, I have the Bulls. I have the Hornets. Okay, now we've differentiated yeah, here. Here, we go, here we go. Yeah, what? I think the Bulls... Well, hang on. I think the Hornets, you know, they, rely, they might rely too much on Melo, who's, you know, he's a rookie point guard and sort of... Hayward, I don't know, you know, he might put up a lot of points. I don't know how efficient he's going to be. Yeah. Um, how much any of those players on their team are going to be, you know, impact winning rather than just putting up numbers. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have them. I mean, I kind of have the Bulls, Hornets, and like a different team also kind of just in the same area. Yeah. Um, 11, I have the Magic. I have the Bulls. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Bit better than the Hornets. Yeah. Uh, 10, I have the Hornets now. Okay. I have the Magic. At okay. So, those three, we, yeah. yeah those I are think those three are very interesting. Yeah. They're all like. the three sort of teams. Okay, now, who misses the playoffs is the question. Yeah. I have the Hawks. I also have the Hawks. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to be really close. They're going to be so close. Co- well, actually, here's the thing. We also have the play-in tournament. That's true. That's so, true. matchups come into this a little bit. Um, ultimately, I think who I have 7 and 8 would beat out the Hawks and the Magic at 9 I think 10. so as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it'll be. I think this could be some fun games up in here if we have the same 7-8s, yeah. which I think we might. Um. Eight, I have the Wizards. I have the Pacers. Okay. Yeah. Seven, I have the Pacers. I have the Wizards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I just think there's too much star talent uh, with the Wizards that gets them over the top of the Pacers. That's exactly why I have the Pacers. I think they've got enough depth. Okay. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <still> where <laughs> they beat the Wizards. Uh, six, I have the Sixers. Really? Yeah. Whoa, I have the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, I've got... So, I think I know where you're going with five then. But I have yeah, the Raptors at five. I have the Heat at five. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, Wow, you have the sixes at six. That's crazy. I don't know. I just, I, 
I don't believe in them as much as people will. I think, oh, um, I think they're still going to have chemistry issues. I think they're going to have some injury concerns. I think that's going to hurt them. I don't know. I'm kind of in love with the Sixers. I almost... I'll tell you where I almost put them. Uh, who have you got at number four? I have the Heat at four. I have the Nets at four. Okay. I just think they'll rest KD and Kyrie. Wow, we, we have very much changed it up here. Yeah. Um, I have the Nets at three. I have the Sixers at three. Okay. So our three through six are kind of swapped around. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think... I don't know. For some reason, I feel like they're going to... The chemistry is going to be better. I just feel like last year was such a shit show that no one on that team wants to go through it again. And they just want to like, okay, let's let's actually start winning. Let's make use of the you know the guys we have around us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm guessing we have the same two or one. Two yeah. Celtics, one box. Yeah. I almost put the Sixers at two. Interesting. Okay. I love... I've, I'm okay. in love with the Sixers. I love the Seth Curry trade. I think Ben Simmons is going to be unreal. I think Embiid's going to be a different beast. Hopefully they're all healthy. I mean that's the that's the only that's thing. The thing with yeah, them. that's kind of why I took them down to three. And also, just I also don't believe in Tobias Harris that much. Neither do I. I'm not including Tobias Harris in any of my okay. sixes. <laughs> are going to be good thinking. I honestly think he's going to be such a role player for this for the team. I, I least think I they hope need he a third guy to be like a top four team. Yeah, but the Celtics don't really have a third guy. I mean, there's Kemba, but I don't. I think Kemba is a third guy. Still. I, I don't. I don't know if he's going to be the you know like a real third guy. I have the Celtics too, just because. Um, the chemistry's there. Yep. That team's been around so long. Yeah. And right. then, obviously, the Bucs. They're just going to the carve through the season. Yep. Yeah. How many How many wins do you think the Bucs will get? What did they What did they finish with last... 69? No, no, they didn't no, play it was lower games. than that. Yeah, they didn't play that many games. Did they um, get to 60? It would have been 60. Let me check. Uh, NBA standings. From last year. Here we go. They had 56, actually. Okay. Oh, I thought it was higher. Well, yeah, that was in a slightly shorter regular season, I guess. Yeah, so. 73 So, games. we're playing with... 70 but we're also playing the same number of games. 72, okay. So, yeah, I think they get close to 60. I'd say about 60. Yeah. If, if not 60, yeah. 60 out of 72, or maybe like 58. 58 is yeah, going to be my okay, prediction. Yeah, 60 out of 72 is a Sounds pretty... A lot. What's that winning percentage? I, that'd be pretty... That might be all-time. Like, one of the all-time ones, wouldn't it? It would be, yeah. 12 losses out of 72 games. Um, 83 win percentage versus... What was, like, the worst? 73 out of 82... 89%, yeah, it's up there. Yeah, so, yeah, maybe not 60, but yeah, very close to it, I'd imagine. Yeah, okay, well, that's it for our Eastern Conference predictions. Tune in tomorrow for our Western Conference predictions, as well as some award predictions, which we need to think of right yeah, now. We, <laughs> we that. We'll get on that for you guys. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, leave us a five-star rating or a review. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at stat underscore stuffers or Twitter and Facebook at stat stuffers. You can email us at stat stuffers via Other than that, thank you for listening. Peace. <laughs>